at school no longer. Next week, next week is the <laughs> next week is the prayer service. Amen. Next week, I thought this week was the last week of any fun and relaxation. They got one more week to go. And so next weekend, next Sunday will be our prayer over the children, prayer over again them returning back to school here in New York City. Many have gone back to school, and really some have gone back to school even here as we speak. As we speak now, uh, they have gone back to school. Some that are in private, and what's the other? Uh, charter school, that's what I'm thinking of. Charter school and various things, they've already gone back. And so my mind was on them. Some of the kids have already gone back. So we just need to pray for the youth and perhaps conglomerate. As a congregation, we can conglomerate together and come and, and pray next weekend for the children, for our youth. How I many know our youth need prayer? Amen? Our youth need prayer. The parents need prayer. The school teachers need prayer. Principals need prayer, amen. Janitors need prayer. The school lunch uh, 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 preparers need prayer, amen. <laughs> My kids were talking about uh, uh, school lunches, and we began to reminisce a little bit. And uh, uh, they were talking about uh, trying to get the free lunch and 25-cent lunch and dollar uh, uh, twenty. How much was it, dollar twenty-five? And My daughter told me she graduated with a, with a, in debt. She said, Dad, I owed money. I had to pay the money back. She didn't tell me. But uh, I used to try to say, man, they might as well get these kids their food for free. And, and so I guess, you know, how you fill out that thing, they said, we made too much. And they, the, the criteria was very low. It, I mean, this ain't a whole lot of money we making, again, for, for it to be free. And so uh, um, for it not to be free. And so we just remedied. I forgot. Some things you forget about. But back in those days, you had to pay for the lunch. I think everybody's free now, but. In those days, I said, man, I need that 25 cent, that dollar 25, whatever it was. And the kids were like, we ain't want that lunch. No way, daddy. Uh, this one here, she started, uh, she started uh, going to the deli. She would prepare. She would go to the deli before school. I don't know about during school. You have to, she keeps that to herself. But during, before school, she would go and, and she would buy the breakfast in the morning and eat it there. She said, you don't want them school lunches, <laughs> daddy. You don't want them school lunches. Amen. She said they blamed it on Michelle Obama. I don't know. Is that what y'all did? <laughs> she came up with this health, these healthy diets. What they used to have, uh, bean pies and all these different things? Bean, bean burritos, trying to eat healthy, which is good. But I remember them fattening french fries and uh, pizzas and all these different things. We used to eat some good stuff back in the day. They changed the diets up and trying to make these kids skinny and healthy. Just said, let them go outside and run around a little bit. They'll get healthy. How's that? Amen. But anyway, so uh, but speaking of her, She's going back to school this week, so we continue to lift her up. The college students as well. The college students as well. She's got one more year to go. Amen, amen. And so she's going back to finish up again uh, uh, this, this week and uh, be gone for a couple of months. Before long, they have so many breaks, you never know. They'll be back before you know it. But continue to lift up our college students as well. Um, as I mentioned before, continue to pray for my mom, again, who's probably maybe watching now online, but they're in the hospital. And it's a beautiful thing about being able to watch in the hospital. Amen. And so thank you for your prayers for me as well. Uh, we talked about last week about uh, uh, how things present, things present. You never know how things can change in the moment of time. And so last week we talked about how that we get victory over the things present. The week before I was visiting somebody in the hospital, and this week here I was in the hospital. How's that? Amen. Not, there's nothing serious. Don't worry about it. But again, you know, you had to go get checked out. And I said, I'm having some heart pains. may have for a while. And so I said, you know, let me go get this thing checked out. So naturally, everything came back clear. But again, you think about it, you never know how life can change in a moment of time. And so continue to pray for one another and love one another. 
Amen. Continue to lift up one another in your prayers. So we thank you for your prayers. And that's what we're here standing today. Amen. Thank God for them. Amen. I want to read to you out of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 38. We'll look at this morning. Chapter 38. And I'll give you six verses here. The Bible says, In those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death. And the Bible says, And Isaiah the prophet, son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. And the Bible goes on and says, And then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall. And the Bible says he prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, I have walked before thee in truth with a perfect heart, and I've done the things which uh, is in thy sight, good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. The Bible says he came, then came the word of the Lord unto Isaiah the prophet, saying, Go, in verse 5, go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, have I heard, have I heard thy prayer? I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city. We'll stop there. But I want to uh, go back to verse 1 as I text this morning. The Bible says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah, the, the, the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, And thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. And for a little bit today, it's going to be incorporated into the story here. But again, past, present, and future, our relationship with God matters. Past, present, and future, our relationship with God matters. Reverend Johnson, go open us in prayer, please. Amen. Past, present, and future, our relationship with God matters. Amen. Uh, you think about this, uh, or really just in, in life or whatever the case may be, when you're going through things, you want everything in order. How I many you know what I'm talking about? In order or in place. Here uh, lately we've been, well, it's taking longer than normal. We, we've been trying to do some up, update to the basement there, doing some uh, work there in the basement, and uh it's taking longer than expected, longer than expected, and the timetable is off a little bit. And I was reminded of that scripture about how hope deferred making the heart sick. <laughs> Again, you think about all these different things that go on, and you want everything in order, you want everything in place, you want everything to fall in place, if you please. 
And so uh, uh, you think about it, uh, how the, uh, you can even feel that as, as you see those shows on HD, uh, what is it, HDTV, and, and on and on and on, you see their stress level rise because things are not going according to plan. They say, well, Mr. So-and-so uh, is going to cost another such and such amount of dollars because this uh, is broken or that's messed up or this messed up. And so now that you see their stress level and their, their, their attitude and their mindset change. And so you think about this, how that in life uh, uh, things are dysfunctional. Things perhaps can be dysfunctional. You want to take them to the back? Dysfunctional and on and on and on about how the um, things that happen in life, whether it's uh, uh, we'll release for the children, sir. Yes, come on. Um, how the things in life, or how they go, uh, uh, things in life, or how they may go, how they don't go our way sometimes. Again, uh, uh, the soul because of total dysfunction total dysfunction, the total chaos, again, things always don't go, again, how we thought that they should go. All right. Amen. Things out of place, again, seem like, again, things out of order. And so we begin to have in our hearts and our desires to set things in order. Uh, many, immediately when you think about the setting the house in order, we immediately think about what's in the house sometimes. How many know what I'm talking about? Uh, and it's important as well, but you know, again, but it, uh, we want to make our house not just a house, but a home. Amen. Uh, again, you look at this about people think about the house in general. They think about all the possessions that are, come in a house. If you look at it for a minute, the, the furniture or the drapes and all of the fineries that have new bedrooms set and, and all these different things as, as perhaps she's going through as we speak right now. Think about her new apartment that she's moving into in the next few days here. But you think about this, how they want to set everything in order, get everything in place, on and on and on. And so, back to what I was saying is, when people try to make a house, but it's not a home. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You have everything in place, have everything in order. Uh, again, it looks nice on the outside, even on the inside it may look nice, but it's not a home, if you please. Again, it's not, it's not nothing wrong with having these things. But God was referring also to the things, uh, to Hezekiah, the things of the heart. The things of his uh, eternal uh, house. The body talked about how this, our body is a temple that belongs to God. This old shell that we live in is a temporary housing place. It's a temporary place where we dwell, where the soul dwells, where the spirit of man dwells. And on and on and on. And so we find how is our house is what he was focusing on Hezekiah. Hezekiah the king. The affairs of life, are they in order? Again, we focus on wealth. We focus on, uh, 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 again, all these different things. But I want you to know this morning, God's going to take care of the financial. How many know that today? We focus on, again, as you tithe, as you give offerings, and you save, and you, you prepare, again, and make wise decisions. God will take care of the financial part. Again, when we have more month, we don't have more month than money. How many know what I'm talking about? Have more month than money. But God can flip it around today. How many of you know that today? As we get our house in order, as we begin to get our spiritual walk in order, God can put everything in order as he said in his word. The Bible tells, he says, again, one of the lead natural causes, some of the natural things that we think about, also in the home, as we said about marital problems, we haven't touched on it already. Again, is money. Is money. Another one is infidelity or adultery. The Bible talks about how the enemy will creep in if we defraud one another. 
Amen. The Bible also says a lack of communication, a, a failure to communicate, and always bickering at one another. Remember, I already touched on some of this message this morning. But you think about all these different things, and the devil will cause chaos in the house to where it's out of order. How many know what I'm talking about? To where your house is out of order, or whether it's, again, uh, again health, health issues as well. On and on and on, these causes will cause, again, things, to, the house to be out of order. Things will be out of the norm. But God can get the house in order. How many know that today? We serve a God that can get the house in order. Whether it's your body, your soul, or your spirit, God is able. The Bible tells it in uh, the epistle of John, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper in health. He says, even as thy soul prospers, to when our soul is prospering, when our spiritual man is lined up with God, all the other things will fall into place. We seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Bible says all these other things that we think about it and desire to have and worry about will fall into place because we focus on the spiritual man and woman. Our bodies and the temple, as we mentioned, again, so it's important that we bring in the spiritual the spiritual into the body that we get into in the house of the Lord this morning to come receive of the word, not only in the house of God, but outside of the house of God. Again, in, in your own bedroom or your own house, get in touch with Almighty God, walk in his presence, get into a prayer life. As we sing this song, tell it to Jesus this morning. He's a friend that's well known. Tell it all to God, all of our worries, all of our stretches, all the things that we go through to tell it to Jesus this morning. All the stresses of life. So back to Hezekiah here in our Bible text. He was a king. He was a king, as you read about also another reference in the, in the book of 2 Kings. Chapter 20, you can read about the same similar passage, about the same interaction he had with, uh, with the prophet. The Bible says he was a king because he didn't, he didn't serve Baal. Now, Baal was a false god. Baal, B-A-A-L, was a false god. And other kings, you go back and read the book of Kings, you'll read about how some kings did well. And when they prayed and when they served God, their kingdom flourished. When they prayed and they had, was in one accord with the Heavenly Father, the kingdom and Israel was blessed and it was prosperous and, and the enemies could not win the battles. Why? Because they were in touch with God. But when the kings began to de de defer and, and deter deteriorate and begin to de walk away from God, if you please, they begin to get their eyes off God. They begin to uh, stop praying and stop worshiping the true living God. They started worshiping Baal, the false gods and other strange gods. The Bible says that the kingdoms would deteriorate. But Hezekiah was a man who did, was not this way. The Bible says in verse 1, let's go back to verse 1. The Bible says in those days Hezekiah was sick unto death. And the Bible says the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Can you imagine this? Do we make plans to die first of all? Do we make plans to die? Oh, many of us think about next week. We think about what we got to do this week. But like I say, life can change on the dime. There are people that are in the grave right now. There are people who, who were shot last night. There are people who are in the streets. There are people in the hospitals we speak. As I was in the hospital the other day, I heard them saying, cold blue, cold blue, cold blue. Many of y'all know what cold blue is, right? Cold blue, I heard it twice. I, maybe I heard it twice for sure. And I said, my God, they were, why? Why? Because it was an emergency. They were not, they were their life. A patient was losing their life. They've not already gone. And so they had to make, make a beeline to that room Cold blue, cold blue, room 301, or whatever the case may be, they had to go and run to that room because, again, it was a state of emergency. That person was leaving the earth. 
And so the Bible says, and so Hezekiah was dying. He told, was told he would die. Do we make plans to die? Perhaps that person didn't make plans to die. Perhaps that person in the car crash, car accident, a, a gunshot wound, whatever the case may be, did not plan on that day being their day to go. And so in the natural or in the supernatural, we have to begin to uh, prepare, make plans, whether in every aspect of our lives. Natural and the natural affairs, we look at bills, the wheel, uh, wheels and affairs of this life. And on and on and on in the natural, we try to get organized, on and on and on, to get rid of things in our lives, to set our house in order, to declutter. I mean, know that as well. To declutter. To declutter. We're talking about our house, our house. Not so much the physical house, that's important as well. I'll share that in a minute. But you think about this, how to, again, declutter the mind, to declutter the heart, to declutter all of your burdens and your cares. And the Bible says, what well, to cast our cares on him. And so... I was this sort of lady on the radio. So I'm talking about I, I, years ago. I was this, this lady on the radio. She was talking about organization. I was just flipping through the channels, and she was on the radio about, uh, do you want to get organized in your life? <laughs> I mean, you know, we all can get organized in our lives. Come home, and man, my, my mailbox is full of junk. <laughs> and so I transferred from there to my desk, and now my desk is full of junk. Or you put it on your desktop. You put it here. You put it on your dresser. Oh, no, no, no. Why? Because if you don't get rid of that junk right away, it'll clutter up your office. How many know what I'm talking about? And so naturally, all these different things begin to clutter up, and, and the clothes, they pile up. And on and on and on, the car, if you don't take care of these things and get rid of stuff, it'll pile up real quick. How many know what I'm talking about? It'll build up in your life. And so uh, this lady said, in organizing, she says, first of all, don't put a treadmill in your room. A treadmill in your room. She said, why? Because your mind will race. And it just, lo and behold, we had a treadmill in our room. <laughs> well, the reason why we had a treadmill in our room is because we didn't have space. Uh, one day, they were giving away, my wife said she wanted a treadmill. They had a free one online. So I said, How are we gonna, I don't know if we're going to put this treadmill. She said, I'll find a space for it. And so for a long time, that thing was in the room. <laughs> and I said, my God. She was talking to me. Yeah, hanging clothes. It became not a treadmill, but it became a clothes hamper and all these different things. But you think about this. She was saying because your mind will begin to race. Your mind, you know, she said your room should be a place where you go and relax and find rest. Come on. Your room should be a place where you find rest. And so in the clutterness of life and setting a house in order, she was talking about how they, she says, also don't put those bills on your dresser because when you wake up or lay down, you're going to look at them bills on your dresser. Think about that. The stresses of life, and they will begin to clutter up your mind. And so she said, put it somewhere else where you can't see it. And when you're ready to look at it, you can think about it then. But if you're looking at it when, as soon as you wake up, if you're looking at it when you go to bed, these things will constantly work subconsciously in your mind on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> That's it. Come on, folks. Everybody follow this morning. And so these were things. And so in the natural, we try to get all these things and clutter all these things in our minds on and on and on. And in the supernatural, we look at them. And so the part about being ready to die. And so you think about it. I was, my sister was uh, one of her best friends. She's had a rough go at it. Her, her, her husband passed away in June. Her best friend passed away later part of June. And so uh, her best friend would ask her to come to the house because she had stage four cancer. She said, can you come and help me set things in order? 
And so she told her she knew she was dying. This is before her husband even died. And so uh, my sister said, all right, I, my, I, I'll get with you. And so when she called, says, hey, I'm coming, but guess what? My husband just died. So she had to get her order, house in order first. But the affairs and the, the paperwork and all these different things that go on, we got to get all that stuff in order, folks. Amen. And I thought about this, and so, uh, uh, but the lady, when she had her come, she says, hey, uh, this, is, this is here, this is where my, uh, my birth certificate and all this stuff is here, this is my coat, this is the dress I want to be buried in. She had it all laid out. Can you imagine this? She knew she was going to go. And so the whole time as she'd be burying her, my sister's husband, she was in the back of her mind thinking about, hope this lady hangs on so I can help her with her affairs, with her bank accounts, and all these different things that she had. Oh, no, 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 make a long story short. And so naturally, to set the house in order. And so are we ready to meet our maker? And so she had made peace with God. She was ready to meet her maker. Let's go back to Hezekiah. And so, again, our last day on earth, uh, those who died didn't know, again, back to this is the last day, but back to Hezekiah. So the verse 1, it says here, he says, Hezekiah, he says, you will die. He says, set your house in order. Set your house in order. Listen to what it says in verse 2. Verse 2, it says, and he turned his face to the wall. Can you imagine getting the horrible news and all you can do is just turn? You can just turn. Don't know what to do. He turned to the wall, the Bible says. He had got the worst news of his life that he was going to die naturally again today, nobody really, you think about it, even as a Christian, you, you still, the mystery of dying. You know when we die, we go, again, for the believer, we're going to heaven. But it's still the mystery of that. Uh, one preacher said, I just don't want it to hurt. <laughs> I guess it won't hurt. I don't know. I don't want to suffer. It'll be gone before you know it. But he said he turned his face to the wall and he prayed. There's power in prayer, church, of the day. When you get devastating news or when you get news that, again, that you can't cope with, his, cope, his news was he was going to die. He only had a few, little bit more to live. But the Bible says even in that, we, 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 we take all of our burdens and all of our cares and we call on God today. Whatever you're going through right now, I'm telling you, call on God today. Turn away from the things. Turn your back on it if you have to and begin to seek the Lord our God. The Bible says he prayed in verse 2. He prayed and he prayed unto God. And naturally, again, we seek the Lord because we know he has the answer. We know he's a life giver. We know he's a healer today. We know he can turn around every circumstance. How many believe it with us this morning? He can do anything but fail. If we can't turn to nobody else, we can turn to God up in heaven this morning. We turn to God. He turned to God. Facing the dilemma, turn to God. Facing a tough circumstance, turn to God. You're in the right place this morning. Your, buddy, your family's on, uh, again, uh, going through issues, turn to God. Your husband, your wife, whoever it may be, your health issues, turn to God. Look to the Lord, lady in the store, say, hey, uh, pray. That's what she told me. Again, I said, yes, you're right. She saw me buying this tea called Tension Tamer. <laughs> Nobody's tea. My wife likes tea. They got teas for everything. You go to them places and they had a tea for cold. They got a tea for this. They got a tea for sleep. They got a tea for uh, uh uh, you know, all these different things. And one of them's called, I like the one called Tension Tamer. Right? And it helps relieve the tension of the day. Nothing like a nice, cold, a hot cup of tea. And so you think about this, but uh, in all of these things, we can turn to God. And so as she said, she said, why are you buying a, I bought like two boxes. She's like, why are you buying nice? And uh, she said, you stress? I said, yeah, not really. You know, just life, whatever. I got, I got a lot going on, I guess. And she said, pray. I said, what'd you say? She said, pray. I said, yeah, you're right. The lady at the cashier told me to pray. 
preacher. She tell the preacher to pray. <laughs> hey, praise the Lord. One other time I was about to have surgery my, uh, on my back, and the nurse pulled, she closed the curtain and said, hey, do you mind if we pray together? I said, come on, let's go. Amen. She didn't know I was a preacher. She didn't know I was a Christian. But why? Because, again, it was God. People know the solution to, to the problems, your dilemma is what? To do what? To pray and seek the Lord's faith. Hezekiah turned to the wall and he prayed unto the Lord. He prayed unto the God, not Baal. He didn't call on Baal. He didn't call on any false God. He didn't call on the money God. He didn't call on the moon God. But he called on the God of heaven in church of the day. The only God that can see, the God that created you, the God that made you, the God can fix us, the God can heal, the God that can deliver today and make a way where there is no way. He, that's the God he called on this morning. He prayed and he called on God. Verse 3, the Bible says, remember now. And so he said, he be, as he began to pray, he began to communicate with God. He began to make his petition unto God. The Bible says, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked with thee in truth, with a perfect heart, and have done the, that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. He reminded God of his, his past, present, and future. What we're talking about this morning, past, present, and future, uh, his life, uh, uh, again, uh, of his life and his testimony again and you think about it is your, your, your past of what, what has gone on in your life again it's important to have a good testimony relationship with God good testimony he began to bring up his past of how he walked with God and how that he was a servant of the Lord and you know a serving God again today pays off serving God will pay off serving God will pay off again it's important to live for God Again, and so he began to take God to task and in a respectful way. He said, God, you said he was dependent on God's word. He was leaning on God's word. Hey, man, and whatever God does, it's his will anyway. Whether you serve God or have a huge, huge credit account in God, whether you have a small credit account in God, God's will will be done anyway and be fine with it. Amen. But you know what? Again, we realize that God is still in control. God, whatever comes my way. My life is in your hand. God, again, uh, again, it's good to have things saved up. Credibility in God. In your past, be faithful to God. Your past years of faithfulness. Your past years of time and efforts and energy. And Reverend talked about tithing earlier. Again, building up an account for God. In other words, again, well, you, I don't have a past preacher. I don't have a good past in God. Well, today is the first day of your past. Amen. To let the, what about my past? Please have a rough past. Well, God can forgive you of your rough past. Amen. Let the past be the past. Today's a new day in Almighty God. How many believe it today? Today's a new day. A new day. You say, preacher, I, I, I'm not a Christian right now, but today's the first day of your Christian walk. Well, I've only been Christian for a short period of time. It does not matter. God sees the heart, brothers and sisters, today. God sees and knows what you go through. Not to we use our past victories, various things. Again, uh, as 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 uh, again rem reminders as well. You read the Bible; the Bible is full of past victories. But you know what? We use it as a as a as a as a tool to where we can use it and look to it and say, "The God that did it before can do it again." God, you did it before; you can do it again. You made a way in the past. You made a way here, God, in in, in Hezekiah's life. You did it for Hezekiah, God. You did it for David. You did it for this one. You did it for uh, 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 whoever, Daniel. You did it for Mary. You did it for Martha. You did it for various ones before. God, do it for me, God, I pray. So we look to the God of the past. And naturally, he had a good reputation. He had a good credibility with God. 
And so being our future, our past, our present even, let us be faithful. Again, let us be faithful. Let our, again, in our past, he said, I was committed to you, God. I was committed to the truth, committed to God. And even in our present, be committed to the church, be committed to God. Again, he says also, he said, I was perfect in thy way. I walked perfect in thy sight, and my perfect was heart towards you. Again, some things, again, he was, God continues to work on us. He was never not saying he arrived at a certain place. But you know what? He was like, God, I'm doing my best to live for you. And you know what? That's all we can do is do our best. Do our best to live for Christ. Do for Christ. Again, to get things. And if not, say, God, I'll get it right the next time. Let me say that. God, I messed up this time, but I'll get it right this next time. Perhaps that's what he was saying in his heart. God, I'll make it right this time. I'll get it right. And that's the beauty of God's grace this morning. God is able to make it right. Amen. God's mercy, you messed up in the past, but God can make it right now. How many believe it this, this morning? God can make it right as we speak. That's God's mercy, giving him another chance, giving us another chance. New mercies I see every day. And so naturally we begin to look at this, how the past, present, and future God will, no doubt, is able to make things right as we look to him. Live a life pleasing unto the Lord. Again, but some are so deep. In debt, again, according to, again, what God will have. But again, today, there's nothing that's too, you too, not too far away from God to where he can't pull you out of. That's just, man, he began to say, God, I've done this, I've done that. God, have mercy on me. I've been a servant of the Lord. God, show me mercy. But on the flip side of that, even those that are perhaps indebted to God, we all owe God a debt. One thing you can do is pray for salvation, and God can save this morning. You pray, God, save me, God, this morning. Pray, prayer, no doubt, changes things. Prayer of salvation, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask God to come in and do his work. We know prayer changes things. We see here the, the point about him praying. He turned to the wall to pray. The Bible, the Bible says prayer can change things. How many know that? Prayer changes things, even in this service. The prayer of faith can make a huge difference. You pray that prayer, say, God, wash me of all my sins. God, I forgive. God, I need a healing. God, I need a miracle. God, this morning, I need a touch from God. I need a blessing from heaven this morning, and the Lord will do it. He's a divine and blessed God that he is. He's able to defend as well. Scripture tells us to pray without ceasing. And so Hezekiah prayed, the Bible says, he prayed and wept sore. He wept Sore. Deep tears. I mean, I've had deep tears before. Them prayers, I mean, tears where you can't even get nothing else out. <laughs> to where your lungs are just exhausted from praying, crying. To where you begin, you just can't go another, another, night, and your tears are all out. Your, 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 your tear ducts are just dissolved of everything. Uh, no longer water is in there. No more water is in there. It's dehydrated, I should say. Tears, no doubt, are dried up, and where it began to hurt, the tears hurt, and the pain hurt. He was in deep pain and deep sorrow. Again, from the depths of his heart, he cried out. And brothers and today, that's a heartfelt prayer that he had. And brothers and today, in our church service this morning, whatever you're going through, I'm telling you, connect with God. Really get a hold of God. And I'm telling you, God can hear you cry this morning. Really, really, just from the depths of your heart today. Let's seek the Lord. And I'm telling you, God will answer the prayer. Let's go to verse 4. The Bible says, and then came 
proclaim the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying, say, uh, uh, say, go and say to Hezekiah. And he says, thus said the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. God is a God that hears our prayer. Amen. He's a God that wants to answer your prayer this morning. He's a God that can turn your life around. He said, I've heard your prayer. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your heart. I've seen your despair. I've seen again your need this morning. He said, I've seen your tears. I've heard it. And he said, I'll be held. He said, I'll add unto your days 15 years. Can you imagine him? Another day. God has given him another day, another year, another opportunity to make things and get things right, to get things in order. He's given him another opportunity. Amen. To show him life and to show him the blessing of the Lord. God says, you shall live and not die. How many thankful for that today? God gives us life today. And the Bible says, God told it. Again, God sees it. He knows. He told the prophet, he says, hey, go tell the man that it's going to be all right. He's prayed and prayed it through. And brothers and sisters, all we can do is pray and pray it through. Seek the Lord and walk uprightly before him. I'm telling you, God, I'll make things right this morning. How many believe it today? God sees and he knows the battle. God sees and knows the task at hand. The direction, the situation, the struggle. The low points, even the high points of our lives, God sees in those. Hezekiah, naturally, he thought that perhaps the highs of being a king to the lows of being on his deathbed. God saw it, he knew. God sees and knows everything. He said, I'm going to add unto you years of blessing. Years that I add unto you, you shall live. And God has great things in store. As we seek the Lord, how many believe that with us this morning? God was going to spare his life. And every day God gives you another day to take advantage of it. He said, I'm going to give you 15 more years. What will you do with those 15 years? You think about it. Again, if, if you was told you only had a few weeks or days to live, what would we do with our 15 years? What would we do with our 15 days? And we, we see that a lot that happens. People are told they got six months to live. What will we do with it? Some will say, you know, I'm going to go take a trip. I'm going to go travel the world for the next six months. I'm going to take a trip. I'll go eat and I'll be merry and I'll party until I drop. And others, no doubt, will say, again, we, uh, uh, will we seek, again, those out, uh, make things right with the roles we had uh, issues with. And some do that as well. The, their families and their friends, they seek it out to try and, and smooth over any uh, differences that they have. You don't want to go to your grave still mad or uh, upset with someone. I mean, know that. Naturally, no doubt, we see there was a rich man one time and, and really a poor man. Uh, again, the Bible says he came to this rich man and says, he says, he says uh, 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 get your house, no doubt, the same sort of uh, uh, message about getting the house in order. He says, uh, uh, I'm going to take your life. Today, you, your soul is required of thee. Today, your soul is required of thee. And the Bible says, this man said, I plan on going to build bigger barns and all these different things. He had great plans for tomorrow. He was going to build bigger barns and buy more land and all and on and on. But he says, my fool, today, your soul is required of you. Again, again, what do we do with our days ahead? He should have came running to the altar. He said, you know what, God, let me spend the rest of my days serving you. And not only that, but you know what, our day will come when we all have to die. 
But you know what? Let's spend our days serving the Lord, putting God first. Let's spend the years of our life. Again, uh, we've all had probably perhaps close calls or near-death experiences. And so, no doubt, as we look at this, let us make sure that we spend our days and put God first in our lives. Why? Because we don't know what tomorrow may bring. The Bible says, and let's move on to the next verse. Uh, again, he says, and I will deliver thee in this city. And so, as he gets his house in order, God had great things for the city. The results of getting the house in order, the results of the next days of his life, that was going to be a blessing. I'm telling you that when you get your house in order, set your house in order, get things right between you and God today, the Bible says how great victory will come in our lives. How many know that? The Bible says, I will deliver thee. He says, first of all, God's going to take care of you. And then he said, this city as well. I'm going to take him out of the hands of Assyria. The enemy was up against his city. The enemy was up against the land. The enemy was up against his nation. He faced all type of troubles, not only health-wise, but again, again for his community as well. And our community faces a lot of great challenges in this world. But you know, there's a God that's able to deliver the city as well. Amen. Not just you, but as well the city. He said, I will defend this city in mine own sake, for my own sake. And for my servant David's sake, God would defend them. God would defend the city as well. I believe God has great things in store for you and for our land as well today. There's great things in store for your children and your children's children who are part of this city. God has great things for the school and, and the children within the school system, your neighbors and friends and loved ones, as we begin to ask God to set the city in order. I'm going to pray that with us today. God set this city in order. God set our land in order. As we again begin to come before you and seek your face today, the Bible says he will heal the land. He will heal the land as well. And so we see our past, present, and future, we find that God is able. And our relationship with God is important. And for God to heal the land, heal the heart, heal the soul, we got to have that proper relationship with God. And so naturally in the church and in the community, as the church outwardly, we reach out, let us, no doubt, do our part as well. No doubt to see the enemy as he tries to fight. But there's a God up in heaven who's able to deliver. And so we find throughout all this whole story, God was not able to deliver you, but he's also able to deliver the city as well and your family. Today, the God of yesterday, still the same God of today, the God of miracle, the God of salvation, the God of power, the God of healing, God of deliverance, the God that's able to change lives, is still able today. The future is bright in God. The future is bright in God. Let me say that. And as you serve Him and live for Him, as we put our trust in Him, as we follow after Him and seek His face daily, naturally, again, we make, must take advantage of our time. So I can only imagine Hezekiah saying, "All right, I only got 15 years left." Let me make the best of these years. Let me make the best of my time here on earth. They say the old statement, living life to the fullest. I got to finish. Living life to the fullest in God. I may say that today. God, help us live the life to the full. In almighty God. To the fullest, God, to be the best Christian we can be. To be the best believer that we can be. To let go of the things that have ruined, that come to naught. 
things that, again, that have messed me up and try to destroy me. But let me go in the direction you want me to go. Let me be the man you want me to be, the God-fearing man, the God-fearing woman that you want me to be. Let's get a house in order. From the top of my head to the sole of my feet, she comes. God, say, God, get it in order. Your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, let me get that in order. The spiritual man, the Bible says, to be strengthened in the almighty God, to walk in God, to be strong men and women of God, to be strong believers in God, to trust God through every circumstance, through every challenge, to be able to resist the enemy of our soul, to resist temptation, to resist fear and doubt, and no doubt to be what God wants us to be. Hezekiah turned to the law. He turned to God. And whatever you're going through right now, may God of the past, may God of the present, may God of the future, may God that has it all in control. He said, I'll defend you. I'll help you. Let you trust in him. As we bow hands and reverence to God right now, whatever you're going through right now, in this present moment, whatever you had in your past, whatever it may be, give it to God's hands right now. Put it in the Lord's hands. You may be facing the greatest challenge of your life. God is saying, give it to me. Turn to him. Come to the right place to turn it over to Jesus today. Lay it at the altar this morning, the altar prayer. Here in the front of the church, you can say, God, here it is. God, my back's against the wall, God. I mean, living this life. Throughout life, trying and trying. Today we say, come on and come to Christ. In your presence, no doubt, will change. Things you're trying to accomplish will no doubt turn for the better. Your future in God today will turn out so much better. It's better days in God. Better days for your family. Better days for this land and this city as we trust in God. Look to the Lord our God today. He can fix it. Things that are dysfunctional. Say, God, I give it over to you. I cast my cares upon you. Take my yoke this heavy yoke that's around me. The heavy load that I carry, Jesus, I give it over to you. The weight of the world that seems so heavy. Today, give it to God. The weight of being a parent, the weight of being a mother, the weight of being a father, the weight of being a provider, the weight of getting today trying to get in to meet all the pressures of life. God can set it in order. The weight of tomorrow deadlines, on and on and on. Whatever it may be, God is able to set it all in order. Let God set it in order today as we begin to look to God in prayer. As we stand to our feet today. Whatever was out of order this morning, Jesus came to fix it. He said, I came to heal the broken heart today. Perhaps your heart has been broken. It's in pieces right now. Pieces all over the place. God says it today, I can fix it. I can put it back together. One piece at a time. This piece and that piece and this piece. You may feel like my life is all over the place, preacher. Right now, right now, God's going to put it all in, put it all in place. He's going to set it in order. But how God can do it. He said, I'm able to make the crooked places straight. God put this thing back in place. The brokenness of the heart. God fix it right now. Whatever your prayer is today, I challenge you to come to this altar. Bring it to Jesus. He turned it over to the Lord. 
Come to this altar to prayer of faith right now. Come and say, begin to come. Come. Don't be ashamed. Say, preacher, I need prayer. I need you to pray with us today. Come and say, begin to come. Come on, come on. You know God needs to fix it. You know God needs to set it in order. Come on, come on. As God pulls at your heart today, don't resist. God says here right now, I want to help you. I want to help you. You come to this house so I can put it in order. You come today. Why? Because I want to set it right. Turn to Jesus right now. Turn to him. Our strength, our help in the time of trouble. Let him pick. You can't change your past, but he can fix it. He can wash it all away and give you a clean slate right now. He can wash away yesterday and make it new and give you a brighter today. And tomorrow will be even better in Almighty God. Today, let the Lord have his way. Your marriage, your future. I don't know what is going on in your life, but God does. God does. Give it to him. Today, if you're not saved today, preach, I'm not saved. I want to be a Christian today. I want to be what you want me to be. Lift that hand and we're going to pray with you right now. Say, preacher, I'm ready to surrender right now. God bless that hand. Today, I want to be saved. I know I need to be saved, preacher. I want to be a, a man of God, a, a child of God. God save me right now. Today, as you make that your prayer, the altar prayer is open. We all can begin to find a place to pray and give it to Jesus. His yoke is easy and I'm burning and his burden is light today. His burden is light. Give it over. Take it off right now. Say, I'm taking this thing off me. Get it off of me, Jesus. Get this heavy weight off of me. Take it off right now, and he will. He can. As you seek the Lord's face. Cry out to him. The Bible says Hezekiah cried to the Lord. He cried out with his heart. He said, God, this is it. This is what I'm going through. Fix it, Lord. Help me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Deliver me. Turn this thing around, Jesus. He cried out for the God to fix it. God, we've seen you fix it before. In others' lives, fix it in my life. I've seen you deliver before. I've seen you change and transform. I've seen you make ways out of no ways. God, do it in my life as well. Our relationship matters with God. Get it right, get it right. Seek him for the kingdom of God. Seek his face right now. Seek the Lord's face. Seek his face. Don't look to other things. Push all the bills. Push everything aside and get in touch with God right now. Say, God, here I am. Push everything out of the way. Let me just get to the feet of Jesus and call him the living God. God bless you. As I pray, come on to this altar right now. If you need salvation, come on, come on, come on. Seek the Lord's face this morning. Seek the Lord's face. Call out whatever the case may be right now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, today. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Call on his name right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
pray again. If you pray before, pray again. Pray again, pray again. I've already prayed. Pray it again. As a guy was looking at his past. He said, I've done this in my past, that in my past, but right now I need something right now. Past today. Prayers. We have a right now prayer. A right now prayer. A right now prayer. Right now in this moment. Step in, Jesus. Step in, Lord, we pray. Accomplish your divine work. Let it be done. Let it be done in this present help from time and trouble. Your present help, Lord.
got a, we have a God that we can go and be with. Amen. We have a God. Well, couldn't help me. He had a God he can go into the presence with. He can he can get knock on his door. We have a God that can help you. God that hears and sees and knows. And amen. Amen. You say again, past, present, future. Even your present, your past. Those are present and past. You got to keep that relationship current. Keep it current. Keep it a own time, everyday relationship with God. Every moment. Pray without season, what they say. When that prayer is needed right now. Amen. Hear lands. Hear lands. And so we give God thanks. Even if he didn't have a built-up credibility, God still could have answered his prayer. All he got is wants to hear from us. Amen. And for us to make the appropriate changes. And he'll answer. Amen. Let's take advantage of our time. Let's take advantage of our time. Let's invite somebody next week to the house of the Lord. Take advantage of every moment. Because we don't know. If it could be our last day or someone else's last day. Tell somebody about the Jesus. Pray for somebody. Love somebody. Point them to Christ as well. And that's let's take advantage of redeeming. The Bible says for the church to redeem the time. Take advantage of this time. It said night coming when no man can work. It's coming a day when the days are getting darker and the days are getting shorter. Where time is running out for men to get saved. So God is looking to you and I to help someone else also. They can see and know it's important to get their lives in order as well. Amen. And as we do that one by one, we'll see the city come to order. Households come to order. Amen. Your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones come in order. But we serve a God of order. And we make that our prayer. God help each of us get in order. Amen. It's unto the Lord. Get in order. Make it right. God bless our prayer. Reverend, I'm going to dismiss it in prayer. Amen. God bless our prayer.